Okay, so up to Perak Mem Gimel, Pasuk Yud Aleph, seemingly a very strange Pasuk, let's read it inside. So Yisrael, their father, springs into action and he says, if this is how it has to be, then here's what you got to do. And what do you have to do to solve this great trouble that we're in? Take some of the Zimras Aretz and your Kalim and prepare this gift. And you think that the gift is sort of the least significant aspect. It's a very nice idea. If you're going back, bring him a gift. But it's the first thing he says. As if like, and here's what you got to do. Take a mincha. So somehow it seems like the mincha, it seems like this mincha is very important. And you sort of could just ask in general, um, what do we need the mincha for in this story? Like, okay. They're going back, you know. Um, fine, they want to appease him. So you could say, on the way, they brought a mincha with them. But Yaakov comes and says, bring a mincha, and here's what it has to be. And then the pastor, let's trace what happens to this mincha. We'll see what we see what we can what we can glean. Then the pastor says in Pasuk Tezavah, Okay, we're, we're just going to focus on this today, on this mincha. So we have Pasukim Yud Aleph through Yudalid is um, Yaakov's instructions really the first three psukim are instructions and tells him in this pasuk we're focusing on take a mincha and the next pasuk tells him what money to take and then the third pasuk he tells him to take their brother as well and then he davens for them and then pasuk tesvav describes they took esha mincha hazois so that's the mincha as described as prescribed by Yaakov and then what happens to this mincha so let's see so jump ahead to pasuk chafhei and there the Pasuk describes the presentation of the Mincha. So the Mincha, once again, gets a lot of attention, more than you would think. And the Torah describes the preparation of the Mincha. Okay, so it's a presentation, it's a visual presentation, it has to look right, I guess. And it's a very interesting Pasuk, which says that, oh, they, they found out, they, hear, they heard where they're going to eat. Um, and therefore, at noon, Tzaharayim. So they prepared the Mincha in preparation of Yosef's arrival. And then the next Pasuk describes the, their arri his arrival. He came into the bias and they did this procession or this presentation. They brought in the Mincha Shabbat So these are the Pasukim which are Taka describing the Mincha as being a very important event. They prepared it in advance, having heard where they're going to be eating. eating bread at noon a lot of interesting details there um that there's a there's notice drawn to the fact that they knew where they're going to eat and that place is the bias of yosef and indeed that's where they ate habaisa and 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 the place where they heard they're going to eat bread and therefore they prepared the mincha for the afternoon so it was yosef came and they brought in the Mincha Shabiyodam. And they bowed to him as well. And then he and then things seemed to go pretty smoothly from there. He he's Shrail Lashalim in Pasik Khabzayin. And Vinyamin is Naisikhain. So you could read that as the Mincha was effective. 
right? They had, there was a great presentation of the Mincha and it worked out. The timing and the time and place worked out, right? They knew when and where they're going to eat. And apparently the Mincha is associated with where they're going to eat, it seems, or at least maybe it means where they're going to eat, meet Yosef at the, at the minimum. And it worked out and he was very impressed and um, he started talking nicely to them. And in fact, um, Vinyamin was nice to him. Okay. So let's, um, but let's focus on this aspect that the Mincha goes to the place where they're going to eat bread. Okay. And also remember that the Pasuk notes they can eat bread there in the, in the, in the afternoon, right? at noon. It's all right. So let's think about what we do know about this Mincha so far. Meaning before we get to the, to these Pesukim, before, before what, what do we know about this Mincha from the past? So we know something very important about this mincha, which is that um, in as much as it parallels the same items that were on the caravan of camels on the way down to Mitzrayim the first time, the first time that these was this delivery. And that's in the beginning of Parshat Vayeshev, where it says, Vayeshu lecho lechem. Vayeshu enem vayeru v'hinei orchas yishmelem ba'am migil od, u'maleem noisim lechois tzri v'loit. So Nechai's Tzivalait are there in that delivery to Egypt as well. Here, in addition to Nechai's Tzivalait, there's also Devash, Butnim, and Shkedim. Okay? But clearly, there's some, we should, we should read this, probably we should read this Mincha in light of that Mincha. And, or, or we should at least illuminate the, the idea of this Mincha through that one. Um, significantly as well then, there the passage says, Vayeshvu lecha lechem. Yosef is in the pit, which has no water, and they sit and eat bread. So he's starving and, and thirsting in the pit. They sit down to a meal without Yosef. And now they bring a mincha again, go down to Mitzrayim with these special cost, uh, delicacies, whatever they are. And, but this time they're going to present it at a meal that they eat together with Yosef. Okay, so that's another, another clue. Okay, so now. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Oh, interesting. Ah, okay, that's interesting. Oh, wow. So that's a, that may be a clue. I have to think about that. So what's the chayis? Do we know what that is? Is it a spice? So Shalom is suggesting the chayis tivolite are inedible and botanim shkidim and are edible. So, yes, so Yaakov is perhaps, okay, that's very interesting. That might work in, okay, with what I, so that's, so in other words, the key difference between the first time and, and this time is that the first time they were, they experienced these items while they were eating without Yosef and now they're going to do eat with Yosef. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. That might be the clue to understanding what, what, what the additions are. Very good. So let's talk, I'll talk about what we do understand. That's, I think we'll have to wait till next week till we, I'm going to think about that. That's probably, you might be onto something, yeah. And we'll see how it ties into to what I'm going to suggest. Now I'm going to present you something, and the sketch is ironclad. The um, the specific understanding of it, I'm not 100 percent sure of. Okay, there might be different ways to go here. So let's first talk about what it meant in Parshas Vayeshev. This is something we spoke about in the beginning of Parshas Vayeshev, an, an amazing idea. What is the significance, this very dramatic Pasuk in Parashat Vayeshev, where it says after they threw Yosef in the pit and they're sitting down and they're eating bread, 
It's very dramatic. They picked up their eyes and they saw. And why is that so significant that they saw something? They picked up their eyes. Why is that interesting? So we explain that based on Amos Parikhes. Amos Parikhes, Amos talks about the people that sell the impoverished person for shoes. And that's the Shvatim selling Yosef, as we discussed. You see in the beginning of Amos. And the people that abuse the poor and, and hike up the price of grain. That's what Yosef did to Mitzrayim. And there it talks about Hashem not going to forget, which is corresponds to Vayishkacheu, and the fact that the Nile River is going to flood. And there the Pasuk talks about um, the kids are on and on, corresponding to the Yosef story, we don't have to review everything. What it says in the beginning of Parakhas is that Amois um, received a visual test, as it were, of his prophetic abilities. And he was presented with a Kluv Kayetz. A Kluv Kayetz means a basket of summer fruits. And Hashem says, what do you see? And the answer was a basket of summer fruits. Ah, basket of summer fruits, that tells you that in, you, you, that's the correct way to see it. It's a club koyet, which means that the kates is nigh. And Hashem is no longer going to forgive B'nai Yisrael for, and Amos picks up and says, you know, for all the abusing the poor and selling the the the, 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 the evyon for shoes, etc., etc. So what the Shvatim were about to do to Yosef, was what Amos is, is giving Musr about. And Amos understood that Hashem won't forgive this because he saw a basket of summer fruits, a club kites. Now the Shvatim also saw a bunch of summer fruits, but they didn't identify it as a club kites, as this Navi who was tested. See, the Navi was tested, Mataraya. And Mataraya suggests that you may or may not see it in the right the right light. I mean, you could look at the same thing and see it as a kluv koyetz. I, I, you, or you could look at it and say it's nuchais um, light or maybe te'enim or whatever. Um, similarly, we have in the beginning of Yemia, Mataraya, and he says, makal shakeid. Of course, we have shkeidimir. And Hashem says, tavto lirois, you know, because you, you did well. It's a test of the prophetic powers, whether he sees it correctly. So Amais sees this basket of summer fruit and he understands um, that means Hashem is not going to forgive people who abuse the Evyon or, or, or try to sell him. The Shvatim picked up their eyes and saw Nechayi's Tzifelite. In other words, here we're supposed, to, we're supposed to read this passage and think about what they didn't see. They didn't see it as a Klov Kayet. Had they seen it as a Klov Kayet, like, like a good Navi is supposed to see, then they would have understood Ba'akets and Hashem is not going to forgive them. Instead, they failed at their ability to be Nevi'im, which is very significant because why they fail that their ability to be Nevi'im because of what they're doing to Yosef. And that's described in Amos Perekhes Pasek Tes as the sun setting in midday and, and, and the earth becoming dark. Now, why do I say that that means that the Nevi'im, how do I know that that means that the Nevi'im won't have the ability to have vision? Maybe it means some other calamity. Because you look at the parallel in Micha Peregimel, Micha Peregimel, which is also about um, the brothers and the fact that they're going to sell Yosef. Okay, we're not going to review that. Um, we'll get back to those, some of those Pesukim tonight. But in Micha Peregimel, Pasuk Vav, it talks about the Nevi'im, Pasuk Hei Vav, talks about the Nevi'im that lead the people astray. And they only offer Shalom to those people who feed them. Anyone who doesn't feed them, they declare war against them. And because of that, and that's a reference to the Shvatim, who couldn't speak Shalom to Yosef, who was depriving them of food, by saying that they're going to have be dependent on him for grain, and also 
by mixing teven with bar. Okay, so he's risking their food. He's, he's endangering their food supply, I'd say. And the next pasuk there says, therefore, Laila lachem mechazayim, v'chashcha lachem mechazayim. It's going to become dark, and the sun is going to set. The day is going to become dark. V'kadar aleim hayayim, u'boishu hachayzim, because they're not going to be able to speak to Hashem. So what Amos talks about, the sun setting in midday, Micha talks about the same thing. The day will become dark, and that's specifically that the Nevi'im are going to lose their Nevu'ah, why? Because of what the sins that Amos describes, Evin Bavor Nalayim, which are also described in Micha. So that's why I'm telling you that Vevesi Hashem means they're losing the Why am I bringing that point? We'll see in a minute. Um, okay, now going back to Amos, going back to Amos. So that was what's happened in the Nevu'ah of the, or the, or the, the non Nevu'ah, the failed Nevu'ah. By Yisrael and Vayir were supposed to be it as a failed Nevu'ah. See, had they been on the Madrig of Nevi'im, they would have picked up their eyes and they would have struck them as a Klokayetz and they would have hit a message, a, a, a Nevua message of Boha Ketz and they would have said, what are we doing? What? What Ketz? No, the Ketz of your sins. In, in, in Amos Perches, it's Boha Ketz, Al-Ami Yisrael, the Ketz that Hashem is no longer going to allow the Averis to pile up. It's a Ketz the Ra. Because, okay. because, because the punishment is coming. Punishment is coming, if you do this. In that time, the punishment came, or you mean there was a Oh, um, what, what's the punishment that's around the corner? Um, interesting, I don't know. If you mean the famine, that was 20 years. I mean, that was, well, not 20 years, that was, was 70, 70 years later. Okay, so, so, so say it's coming. no, it's an interesting question. Um, there's also Vahim Miketz Shasayim Yom, by the way. That's, that's the Kates. The famine happened at a Kates, yeah. Miketz Shasayim Yom. Um, years later. Okay, but yeah, yeah, fine. I don't know if, I don't know if Bach Kates means. It could be a few. Yeah, maybe. It just it's means it means like this is going to be final. This is going to have a, this is going to have a resolution. It's not just going to stay in the open. Yeah, and the it could be in ten years from now. And the sense in which they're suffering is that they no longer control over their own their own destiny. They have to go to the side by, by, by Perhaps, yeah, yeah, um, and 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 yeah, they suffered a lot going down to Mitzrayim, right? Because you guys have made them suffer. But yeah, so I'm not sure. It's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. What would it have looked like? I mean, what is it referring to, right? Right, right, right. What is it actually referring to? That okay. Well, fine. Being judged and has to, has to go by yeah, yeah. Not fun. They could be free of it or not. Yeah, sure. No, it's definitely, definitely no fun. Uh, another thing we have in in. Okay, now let's look at Omis Perik Zion, from Pasuk Zion. Omis Perik Zion from Pasuk Zion till the end of the Perik, I think, is very relevant. So there, it starts off like this. If you look at Parag Zayin, Pasuk Ches, Pasuk Zayin and Ches, there he's shown an Anoch. An Anoch means a plumb line, I think it's called. It's what's used to determine if a wall is straight. And, and again, he's, um, he's asked, what do you see? And the answer is an Anoch. And that also means the same message as the Kluv Kayet, which is Oisif Oid Avarloi. The same exact words you have in Parag Ches, Pasuk Bez, you have in Parag Zayin, Pasuk Ches. Two images that indicate that Hashem is no longer going to forgive. One is the um, Klov Kayet and the other one is the Anach. So um, I, I suspect, or speculate I should say, that the Nechois, Nechois, Nun Chof Aleph Sof, is supposed to allude to Anach, because as the Ramam points out in the Manavuchim, which is basically very clear in the Nevi'im, that sometimes you have this kind of Nevu'ah where not only do they see a basket of summer fruit and they're supposed to think Kate's, but they could see a word and they're supposed to scramble it. They could see an image yeah. and they're supposed to unscramble those letters to mean something else. So Nechais, perhaps a good Navi would have unscrambled Nechais and said, oh no, Anoch, Hashem is going to measure our sins against us. Okay? Now, 
what what supports all this even stronger, and, and this is that we'll see how it ties into what. This we'll see how it ties into the um, eating bread. Okay, if you look at the end of Paragzayin, continue in Paragzayin in Omis. We have the story goes like this. So Omis comes and says, uh, "It's it's the the end is nigh here in in Basel. Amatzia, the kind of Basel, sends a message to Yeruvim. This is not the Yeruvim the first. This is Yeruvim ben Yoyash, king of Israel, and the message is that." Omois is is trying to uh, to um, rebel against you because Omois is predicting exile. So the message that in Parsegid Bay is the message that this Kayan gives to Omois is is a seer. Go off, go back to Eretz Yehuda and eat bread there and prophesy there. Okay, so he tells the Navi, he tells him. Don't do Yenavua in Basel. Go do Yenavua in Yehuda and eat bread there. Don't say Yenavua in Basel because Nevua, because Basel is a place which is the base Mamlocha. Okay? And he tells him his answer, the Amma's answer is, I'm not a Navi. I'm not the son of a Navi. Rather, Hashem uh, took me and told me Lechi Navi. So he is a Navi. What does that mean? He's not a Navi or he is a Navi. Okay, that's the story there. Now, notice that, as we said earlier, there's a whole deal about where they're going to eat, where the brothers are going to eat. And they heard that they're going to eat there, which is where? Beis Yosef, in the Beis Mamlacha. So, and that's like significant. Oh, where are they eating? They're eating in Yosef's house. Similar, they're eating Lechem. And here we have, the Anach and the Klov Kayetz and the Kates and the punishment for selling Yosef. And we have this point about not eating bread. The Navi is not supposed to eat bread in base ale, which is the base mamlacha of Yosef's descendants. Okay, see the parallels? Now, right? Okay, very clear. But what does this all mean? So now let's go to Malachim Aleph. We have something, we have a story that parallels almost Paragzayim. Story goes, there's a, an Ishali Kim, not from Basel, comes with the Dvar Hashem to Basel, and has a message for Yeruvim. This is the other Yeruvim, the first Yeruvim. Messages that this that the Kahanim of the bum are going to be slaughtered, and the Simzbech is going to split into two, and that's what happens. And the king's hand shrivels, and then the king asks the Isha Kim to to um, to daven to Hashem and heal his hand, which he does. The king then says to Isha Kim, "So I want to come to my house and I'll give you a gift." Um. And the Ishele Kim says to the king, I'm not going to eat bread in this place, which is Basil. And then there's a Navi who, who convinces him to eat there, right? Whoever knows the story. And he tells him, I'm also a Navi as you are. Okay? 
Now he tells him, "I'm also a navi as you are." But there's something very interesting within this parak, which is that the the, the one the one the man from the Yehuda was not called a navi; he's called Ishalakim. Kim. And the the guy that tricks him, let's say, to eat bread lechem, he says we're both neviim. So this is so now. What are the parallels to Amais? Very clear. We have this navi from not from there, who's comes in with a message of. Okay, doom. In this case, it was a, in the case of Malachi, it was a message of doom. But then he became, then the king was impressed with him because he healed his hand. But um, the doom was still going to happen. Right, the doom was still going to happen. But at the same time, the king was impressed with his and, and wanted to honor him. Um, the navi says, "No, I won't eat here in base ale." And similar, and and he's he's contending with um, um, he's he's saying a nevu against the kaihanim. Of base ale and Amatsya coin base ale says to Omois, don't eat here. Basically, you want to eat eat. You don't explain what that means, and I think what's going on over here. And um, 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 and also here we have in Malachim Parak Aleph uh, Gimel we have a contrast between the Navi and the Ishalikim, and we have Omois insisting, I'm not a Navi. Okay. Now, what does he mean he's not a Navi? And what is this whole business of eating bread? So, in the context of Omois, what's he telling him when he says, go to Yehuda and eat bread there? What's he saying? What does that mean? Pashup Shad, he's telling him like this. He's telling him like this. You want a Panosa from, from being a, a, a Navi? This is not the place where the Islam is going to give you a lot of Panosa for coming and, and predicting the downfall of Basel. You want to make some good money off these prophecies, go to Yehuda, they'll be very happy. Why are you, why are you coming here and selling your, 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 your goods in Basel? Not, this is not the place where you're going to get top dollar for it. So go to Yehuda and eat bread there. So what he's suggesting to him Batsam, is that he's a Navi, he's a professional Navi, who's doing it for the food. And he's telling him, so then you don't belong here. And his response to him, Lo navi anaychi, will navi anaychi, is that it's not, not, it's not a business. Uh, I'm doing this because Hashem told me to do it. It's not what I am. It's not my, um, right, it's not my profession. Uh, if it is my profession, there's a profession called a navi, and those include navi shakers and navi emesis, right? Charlatans, fraudsters, and the real thing. They're all called navis. And you could have the real navi who's... Also a Navi, meaning to say he made this his profession. Now, one guy does it well, one guy does it not so well. So he's saying, no, this is not my job. This is not my job. I'm actually a, a ship, whatever, a boiler shikman. No, he's like, right? Right, 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 right. No, he says, but he says something with sycamores and uh, the sheep, whatever, right. The kids say, you want to know my job? Here's my card. If you ever want good sycamores and sheep, you know, that's not what, this is not what I'm doing, right? It's not what I'm doing for, for my panasa. Um, so now... In, in, in that light, um, in Malachim Aleph, where he's told not to eat there, we have to understand it as um, don't let the king co-opt you, meaning don't the king is going to offer you food because the king is impressed with you and he wants you to be his court navi, essentially, like his, his friend, but you, have to, you can't be the one who's, who's doing it for the food because that's to see, remember, in, in, in Malachim Parakid Gimel, there's a contrast between the Navi and the Ishalakim. You're an Ishalakim, you're not a Navi, so you're not doing it for the food. And to make that clear, oh, don't yeah. take food. So something like that, okay? Now let me show you the Pasuk in Micha. Going back to Micha, this is why Micha was so important. Micha Parakid Gimel, that other place where it says that the Navim will become dark on the Navim. And what's wrong with these false Navim? So look in Micha Parakid Gimel, Pasuk A, but to remind you, Micha Parakid Gimel begins with Shimuna Rasha Yaakov. And Yosef began by saying Shimuna. 
And as the, the Medrash draws this parallel, he's telling them, you know, basically, you guys are not real Nevi'im. I'm the real, I'm the one who has the word of Hashem because you um, don't know Mishpat as Micha Pergamon represents to them. And then look at Pasuk Hei. There are Nevi'im that lead my people astray. Uh, I'm sorry. They bite with their teeth. That means they want to rip off food. You know, pull it off with their teeth. They'll, they'll, they'll bite with their teeth and say, Shalom. So if you give them a piece of a, a bite, then they'll give you the word Shalom. If not, they'll declare war against you. So these are false devim. Now let's explain a little what this means. The main message of the Navi, as we've seen at length, is Shalom. And this is why in the beginning of Parshish Vayeshev, we have Lo Dabra, the Shalom, and the Aviv Shomar as Hadavra, because the whole debate between Nesim and the Shvatim is whether we're going to look for the Dvar Hashem or we're going to do Chalom. The Dvar Hashem is Shalom. So the Yochlu Dabra, the Shalom, the problem with the Dabra was that they couldn't access Shalom. Now, what does it mean that the Dvar Hashem is Shalom? It means something very, very simple. Shalom is like Hashem calling to us, is greeting to us. If we can hear Him calling to us, what that means is we can figure out how to, how to live together with Him and everything else follows from that. Okay? Shalom is cooperation between us and Hashem and the Navi, who, and, and therefore cooperation among ourselves as well. So the Navi who can talk Shalom is, is the Navi. He's the one who has the Divine Hashem. Now these Naviim only offer Shalom, which is the word of the Navi, the Ikka word of the Navi, to the one that gives them a bite. And as soon as someone doesn't feed them, they declare war against them. And this is a reference to, and therefore what's going to happen, the next passage says the, night's, the, day's going, it's, the night is going to fall on the Navi in the middle of the day, and they're going to lose their Navuah. And this is a reference to the brothers who couldn't speak Shalom to Yosef because he was threatening their food supply, right? So, because Yosef um, is threatening their, their parnasa, their food, by having dreams about him taking control of the grain, and also, by, as we said, because he's mixing Tevin with Bar, which means alludes to the fact that we're going to go to Mitzrayim, but it's going to end up being pretty schwer, because we're going to have Tevin as well. Okay, point is that there's, he's trying to wrest control and do something um, against the brothers regarding grain. Therefore, they don't want to eat with him, or they feel like they can't eat with him, and therefore, they declare war against him, and they lose their nevuah. All they see is they don't understand Anach, they don't understand Barakate. Okay. So, fine. So now, going back to Vayeshev, going back to Mikitz, I'm sorry. What happens in Miketz? Here, Sham Yoichlu Lechem, right? So we have this whole theme. Where does the person belong eating? So Amos is told, you know, you, you don't eat here. If you want to eat, eat there. The Isha Lekim is told not to eat in Basel. And uh, here's where I'm not sure how it all comes together, but I want to just show you the, the scheme because that much is very clear. In Pashas Miketz, they find out Sham Yoichlu Lechem. In the base Mamlacha, with Yosef, the one who they didn't eat with Lachatchila and they felt was threatening their bread, now all of a sudden they're eating with him in base ale or in the base Mamlacha, right? Which is Yosef's. Base ale is Yosef, associated with Yosef. And what happens? What happens? What happens is Shalom. 
Because if you look at Pasuk Chavzayin, after they bring in the Mincha, and they bow, Vayishalahem l'shalom, Vayoyimah ha-shalom, Vayoyimahu shalom l'avduchavinu. And as the rule is, when the Pasuk is repeating something like that, okay, it wants us to say, okay, that's the significant thing here, is that they achieved shalom. And achieving shalom is, 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 is what we've always been looking for since the beginning of the story, which means in the Oymek, that there was no nevuah, there was no Dvar Hashem in this family because of the, because of the fight that was, because of the strife. So there was no fight, there was no, the, the Dvar wasn't there manifest and they couldn't be shalom. Here, they're eating together. So the fact that they're eating together, this is a tremendous, uh, uh, tremendous milestone. Originally, they ate separate from Yosef. Yosef was in the pit, and they sat down to eat bread. And that's when they didn't have shalom and they didn't have nevuah. Here, they're eating sham yoichlulech, and they're eating there in Yosef's territory. Um, and and they're going to have shalom. So now, what, what does this all mean to begin together with them um, with um, with the themes from, from Yosef and um, from Amis and Michal. I think what it means is like this. But here's where Amatriya comes together. Oh, just one more point. What does it say in Amis? It says that the sun is going to set Patsaharaim. So I maintain that's the remez over here to this Pasuk where it says they came to Yosef's house. They prepared the Mincha before Yosef will come Patsaharaim. Because the point is, it was a state of illumination. It wasn't dark, which in the Marshal means, in the Nimshal that is, that they did not lose their nevuah now. In other words, in other words, Yaakov is training them how to retrieve the lost nevuah. So the Dvar Hashem that, that left his family for the last whatever years, and now is going to be um, reclaimed when they're united, and when Yaakov comes down to Mitzrayim and Vatachi Ruach Yaakov Aviyam Ruach Nevuah, as as Targum says, right. So here Yosef is training them, um, Yaakov is training them how, how to achieve that. Now, how is that indeed? How to achieve that? So the way, the way it seems is the following, based on the most of the Makaris that we discussed thus far. The brothers, although they want to be Nevi'im who declare Shalom, they'll only do that for someone who gives them bread. And that's why they lost their Nevuah originally, because they didn't share bread with Yosef, and therefore they couldn't. Have nevuah, as as Amos says. The way they're going to retrieve the nevuah is once they do eat bread together with Yosef. They're going to eat bread together with Yosef. So in other words, why does the navi, let's say, not say nevuah and basil, or not eat bread and basil because the navi, because he's not on the payroll? In other words, he's not doing nevuah for bread. The shvatim were doing nevuah for bread. Right. Exactly. The Shvatim, who are, who, who, their problem was that they were doing Nebuah for bread and they, they were thrown off from their ability to Musnabi because of their dependence on bread and because you guys were threatening their bread. The solution is, okay, you know what? Actually, you're going to go there. You're going to eat bread with him. He's going to be, you're, and you're going to be there in his base, in his base, Mamlacha, right there on the enemy territory eating bread. And that's going to make you realize that you are on the same page as him one way or the other. And that's going to be the Shalom, and then the Dvar of Hashem is going to return. So what I'm saying is, let me just say what I'm saying, and I'll say the problem, just to make it clear what the problem is a little bit. The bringing the Mincha, which is the same exact um, ingredients that they saw earlier, plus, as you pointed out, food items. It's very significant now, you see. Um, but we'll get to that. We'll have to understand and talk about what that's about. 
But the bringing of the Mincha is saying, look, you know what happened when you lost, well, the first time you had Nechaz Tzivalait is that you lost the Nevuah, and now you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get back to the Nevuah by the means of um, the rapprochement that's going to happen around this, this Mincha in a certain place, doing a certain thing at a certain time. In the house of Yosef, eating bread, Batzaharayim, right? So it's in his territory, you're, you're at peace with him, you're not, you're not, you're not, your word is not going to be um, like the word of the Navi in Basel, that Basel has to be destroyed. On the contrary, you're going to be supportive of him. You're going to eat bread, therefore you're going to eat, you're going to eat bread with him, and that's not going to be a threat to your Davar. And it's going to be about Tzaharayim as opposed to what happened before, which is that the sun set midday, so to speak, figuratively. Okay? Right. But as you pointed out, the button of what are you going to do with button of if not for eating? <laughs> and Devash. Oh, Devash. No, Devash is very significant because, well, I'll get to that in a second. Why Devash, Devash, okay, let me just say this now. Devash is, fits right in because um, right? With Shalom comes mm-hmm. and These are the two Mizmarim that we've been showing goes all over these pages. So and Devash. So he's offering, he's saying, look, you can have you can have Devash, you can have Shalom, which is um Hashem When everyone's back together, then you can have Shalom, then you can have the real you can have the real good food. So that's the thing. I don't know. They have chel. They have chita. I don't know if they have chel and chita. Maybe they have chel and chita. and dvash. I know chel and chalav. Okay, I don't know if that goes together. Yeah. Veisichnish. Okay. There's something in Yecheskel. Take a look at that. He mentioned that. Look at Yecheskel. Perik Chav Zayin talks about the um, the the exports from Eretz Yisrael and Eretz Yehuda. Perik Chav Zayin pasuk Yud Zayin. Perak of Zion, Pasuk Zion, Nicheskel, and from Yehuda and Yisrael comes Chite Minis, Fanag, Dvash, Shemen, and Sri. Now, I don't know what Chite Minis are, but if that's some sort of special kind of Chitim, we know that Chitim is part of the um, Shosamine. In this case, Yaakov is not sending Chitim because it's a hunger, so he's sending stuff that you could sort of send a little bit of it, Ma'at Dvash, right? And um, it's, like a, it's like a spread, it's a delicacy. What? Vashem <laughs> which goes along with Nidchei Yisrael Lechanei. So now that they're having this um, union, this reunion, reunion with Yosef, and they're going to eat together, so now they're going to enjoy it. Now they're going to have some Dvash, because Vayichelim and Chivachito, so Dvash, Asbi Eka. Okay, so wh- wh- why am I saying this? Is, there's a little bit of a problem, and there's a little bit of a red herring. I mean, not a little bit of something that's a little bit confusing to me, which is number one, Number one, so what, the Shvatim retrieved their Nevuah. Really, to say Nevuah for food is, is, is a negative thing. So, but yes, the Shvatim did that. Okay, that's true. That's what Micha says. No, that's what Micha says. What? No, whatever. They were, they were, they were influenced by... The, by they were influenced by the fact that someone's not going to give them bread, right? And, and, and therefore, they couldn't say Shalom to him. That's what, uh, that's what Micha says. Okay, fine. So, but the problem, that's okay. That's all true. That's all very clear. 
what's what's interesting and strange to me is that the solution should be that um, Yosef should give them food. I mean, so, so, so in other words, it's accepting that they're still influenced by the food, but guess what? Yosef gives food. Okay, I mean, they do have a problem, so maybe he's working with their problem. That's fine. I don't know if I have a problem with that. Uh, that's one hour. I know, but they're eating with him and he, he's giving them gifts, right? Gives them for free. By the way, right, exactly. And, and also remember when the king in Malachim, he offered to give the, the gifts to the Navi, similar to here over here. We have Yisam Masas Mezpanov. He's the king and like, oh, he's going to make these guys rich or he's going to at least, whatever, pamper them at that point. Okay, that's one thing. The other thing is um, we have another strange thing in Amalis in that same parak and then the parak has, which is that the Rav is actually Rav Hudva Hashem. And in that, in that mushal, eating bread is a mushal for the Dvar Hashem. So on the one hand, so we have to figure out what's going on here. In Parag Zion of Amalis, it says that the Navi, you're, I'm here to tell you the Dvar Hashem. I'm not here to eat bread. And in Parag in Amalis, it says eating bread is actually a mushal for the Dvar Hashem, right? Or, yeah. So, and because the Rav of Hashem and the Rav of go together. So, and, and in our story... That's why he doesn't need that. Why? He has Dvar Hashem. Okay, so, you mean he doesn't need it? No, he's not here for that. I have that already. I have Dvar Hashem. You mean because no one cares about Lechem? Because really, we, keep, we don't care about Lechem. Lo'i Rav Lechem, we care about Dvar Hashem. Like, that's what's really important. Yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's it, also, right. Also, as you said, if you, that's if the two things go together. Because the Navi says Shalom, because he has Shalom, not only among us, but with Hashem. Right. right? He knows what to do. He knows right. what to do. So he doesn't, doesn't need your bread. Right. He doesn't need your bread. Right. In other words, you're saying that in as much, okay, so, that's, so you're saying Parag and Parag do go together, because in as much as a Rav Lalechem is a marshal for the Rav Dvar Hashem, and the reason for that is because if you have the Dvar Hashem, you have Lechem, so therefore the Navi doesn't have to sell the Dvar Hashem for Lechem, because on the contrary, he's the one who generates the Lechem. Okay, fine. Right. Okay, good. So, but I'm trying to understand now is then something strange over here with the brothers, which is that, so instead of them finding the Dvar Hashem that generates the Lechem, right, so in other words, that suggests then that the solution to people who sell out the Dvar Hashem for Lechem is not to taka find, taka get Lechem from their enemy, it's rather to learn that they shouldn't sell out. Right? So I'm just saying it bothers, there's, there's that other aspect in this whole parallels, that the Nevi'im who are not supposed, let's say the Navi's not supposed to eat in Basel, right? Yeah. So it's not like, no one ever told him, no, eat there because you'll make, you'll make Shalom with them. No, Taka, don't eat there because you don't need to eat there. You have the Dvar Hashem, whatever. Now here the Shvatim are not doing that. They're eating in Basel. Okay, maybe the Ghanavi. Kids, are, the, the Mahalik for now is, right, right, right. The Mahalik for now is like this. The Shvatim are the Nevi'im Hamasim, as Micha says. They're not, the, they're not like almost, it says, Loi Navi Yonaychi. They are like the Nevi'im who can be influenced by the lack of bread. That's what happened in the beginning of Ayeshev. Again, no question about that. The Chiddush is that they remain that way, at least at this point. And Yaakov is telling them, good, you know what? You because of that, you couldn't understand the Chayis like the first time. Let's redo it. And this time you'll understand because this time you will eat Lechem together with Yosef, the one who you mistreated because he didn't give you Lechem. Now he's going to give you Lechem. Sham Yoichu Lechem, then it's going to be with Tzaraim. Okay, we could for now leave it at that. We'll see what gets... How things get clear. Okay, Shkoyach. And he added, he added edibles. Yeah, and the edibles. We got to figure out that. <laughs>